Amen, amen. Thank you, worship team, for leading us. Good googly. I didn't get my hug today, man. What's up? We've been so busy. Yeah. Act like it's Easter or something. Got four services or whatever we got. To, I don't know, eight of them. I don't know. What it's like. I lost track after the first couple. So, man, good morning. How, what? What's that? Dude, that's why I opened the windows. I'm like, it's it's colder, cooler outside, man. We had a lot of people like, it's so hot. It's like, yeah, it's gonna get hotter with all this hot air about to get spewed on everybody. Everybody doing all right this morning? I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, God is at work. God is at work. We have had uh, so far this morning four baptisms. Welcome to the family, everybody. And then the uh, first first service was, uh, I call her downtown Lily Brown because she's so cool. Lily Brown got baptized. Um, she's um, um, wonderful. And um, we had Asher and uh, Anna uh, McCormick got uh, baptized and Paula Nikolai got baptized as well in the second service today. So um, we do have the baptism waters ready. I would uh, be remiss to tell you that they are warm because they're not. So if anybody knows how to work on a uh, water heater for a baptistry. That's kind of a specialized thing. That'd be great. So somebody come on. Oh yeah, it's probably the switch or something. I don't know. But um, but it is cool. But it is available, and it's not too cold to be to be baptized this morning. And I got a feeling, guys, that what we're talking about this morning may lead, may start stirring people's hearts a little bit when it comes to seeing Jesus for who He is. One of the things that excites me more than anything else, and we've got a ton of like. Like, God's given us great vision for our church. Like, we want to be a church that makes disciples, who make disciples, who make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teaching them to obey. Like, not just leaving somebody at the baptistry, but walking with people and showing them what it means to be a, ba- be a, be a, a true disciple of Jesus. And, and then teaching them to show other people to do the same. Amen? And we have the vision of we want to know who you are and make sure that you know that we know who you are. Your name is known. One of the things that Jesus said that when he said you are blessed, that that your name is known by God and written in the book of life. And so we just we are very important. Like it's very important to us to know your name. So that's one of the other way we do have some. Um, you want to pass the uh, sign up sheets around. It, they'll be at the one end or the other. Uh, they got jumbled around a little bit. But um, if you're needing one, just let us know and just mark which service. Of course, this is the, the uh, 11 o'clock service. Mark which service you're at. Will be great. We've had a, a ton of people here this morning. Um, if I'm uh, if I'm counting correctly, uh, not that we're all about just numbers, but we have had uh, more people here than we have ever had here at New City Church. And this is our third Easter of uh, being open, and so we uh, between the uh, uh, Friday night, the Good Friday service, and uh, the services, the four services we've had today, we've had uh, close to mid 500s of of people in attendance. That's crazy, man. Like, like that's, as when we start, um, it, and again, I, I, I don't want to just talk about, wow, you know, three years ago, the church here died, had seven people. The, those that were, were, living, were, were here still knew that the church had not died, but that, that God had something special planned. And so, so when we started the church, people were saying, man, it would be wonderful to have, you know, 75 people. That would be crazy, right? And now we're, just on average right now, 240 on a regular Sunday and almost double that this weekend. Amazing. Like God has done some incredible, wonderful things. Like he's bringing people into the kingdom. And what I love about Jesus, and 
here's the thing. You guys know I'm a little weird, right? You don't have to say amen if you don't want to. <coughs> oh, come on. My wife, I was sitting there saying, I said, you know, I'm a jacked up, messed up dude, and I heard an amen. I'm like, maybe. These are my friends. Don't say that. That's right. But she's not here right now. She's, she said she went home to heat up the, uh, the, the dinner for today. And I said, oh, I can say anything I want to then. Um, just don't tell her what I say. Um, but I am amazed, seriously. Like, if I'm going to... Like, we're going to talk about the resurrection, and on Monday nights, we're having a, a study called the 10 Most Common Objections to Christianity. One of the objections is that Jesus didn't actually rise from the dead, that he uh, sort of passed out on the cross, the cool, damp air of the tomb sort of revived him, and he walked out. He goes, hey, I'm really alive, guys, and, and it really makes no sense at all, because who would follow a guy that say claiming that, they, that there was a guy that overcame life, right? Like, overcame death, like life overcoming death. When he, they had to take care of him, things like this wouldn't make any sense. Some people say, oh, the disciples hallucinated, or they stole the body, or they were just lying, trying to perpetuate this on and on. We're going to talk about those kinds of things. But the fact of the matter is, and the thing that, that is amazing to me, is that Jesus did rise from the dead, right? Now, a lot of us are, are, are like, yeah, 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 well, Easter, woo, high five, Easter bunny, Easter eggs, all right. Yeah, Jesus rose, cool. And, and, and so when we say, yeah, Jesus rose, sometimes... Our culture, and frankly, our church, church culture in, in America has sort of trivialized the whole resurrection. So sometimes when we say Jesus rose, we need to be saying, Jesus, what? Everybody say that with me. Jesus, what? what? Nice. Very not bad. Not bad. You guys did all right. Like, it's, like it should blow our minds. Like Jesus said, oh, I, I am going to die and I'm going to rise. He died and he rose. And people followed him and went to their death for what they said, not, that, not what they were taught or not what they believed, but what they said they saw. They saw a, a man die who said he was God and rose from the, the grave. That gives me pause and it gives me awe. Like he fulfilled all these prophecies from the Old Testament and, and like in the New Testament Fulfill them all. It's impossible for Jesus to be anybody but God. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the creator of absolutely everything. The beginning and the end. The name above all names. The very name that every knee will bow at some point. He's that powerful. Right? And I love him for it. But just as incredible. Just as earth shattering to me. Just as, like, just the, like, as much as that makes my heart skip a beat. It makes me, like, take a deep breath sometimes when I realize that Jesus wants to be with a knucklehead like me. And a knucklehead like you. We all knuckleheads, are, right? We might as well call ourselves the knucklehead church because that's who we are. Understand something. That Jesus, when he came in the form of a man, at God coming in the form of a man, who Jesus claimed to be God. He said all these things. He said, I am the fulfillment of the of the prophetic messiah, the anointed one that is to come. He did all that. He lived a perfect life, healed the sick, the lame walked, the, or the, lame, the, the deaf heard, the, the blind saw, the mute spoke. The dead weren't even raised. He even raised a cat from the dead, seriously. And then if that wasn't enough, fulfilling all those prophecies and rising from the dead, that gives us awe. It gives us pause. Like makes us go, wow. But sometimes I think, like, yeah, intellectually, I can intellectually, I can say, okay, yeah, he can do all that because he's God. I, I get that, and I love that, and I appreciate that, but I still struggle, if I'm going to be honest, was why does Jesus want to be with me? 
I keep sometimes reminding Jesus, are you sure about this? Now, I'm not questioning my salvation. I'm not in anything like that. I sometimes just I say, Jesus, are you sure? You know what I did. You saw everything, right? Like, and, and that's where I sometimes go, he just wants to be with me. And when he was roaming the earth for, and made his dwelling among us for 30-some-odd years, people recognized that this is a perfect, wonderful, loving God who came, and he still wants to be with me. It's amazing. In Luke 7, we see Jesus doing something very simple, very common, very much what all human beings do. He's eating. He's having lunch. In Luke 7, starting in verse 36, he says, When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. Now, a Pharisee is one of those religious people that, that at that time, he came and he really got on their case quite a bit, man. He didn't, he didn't just say, hey, you guys need to not do these kinds of things. He called them names, like whitewashed tombs and sons of snakes and all kinds of stuff. Like He says, you know, you, you put burdens on people. And what they did was say, oh, you got to do this to be holy. you got to do this to be holy. you got to do this to be holy. By the way, lots of us in, in here have been victimized by people just like that. Like if you, you, you're, if you don't do this, 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 and this, or if you go to the movies, or if you uh, uh, wear jeans to church, or if you wear makeup, ladies, or if you uh, look at rated R movies, or if you listen to rock music or rap music, and I'm thinking, man, if you take rock and rap away from me, man, just kill me now, right? Like if you look at, yeah, word <laughs> thanks, playa. Um, <coughs> Take that stuff away, right? Like the, it's not about the do's and the don'ts for us, is it? Then Jesus came and he, he did it. He's like, it's like he just washed that stuff away. He made it clear for us. Yes, there's responsibility. Yes, there's obedience. Yes, there's submissiveness. But ultimately, it's not about the do's and don'ts that are going to send you to hell. That so many people will say. A woman in that town who lived a, a sinful life. Some people say she was a prostitute. Doesn't really say it doesn't really matter. We're all sinful. We're just like her, right? We're just like, listen to this. This is cr- incredible. And this is before the resurrection. And we're, by the way, we're going to look at this before the resurrection. And we're going to look at something after the resurrection. Jesus in the heavenly realms. We're going to see that he's exactly the same. He just wants to be with us. It's, it's amazing. A woman in that town who lived a simple life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. Now, this is a religious guy who had probably condemned her, possibly even condemned her because we'll find out later he knew exactly who she was. So he came there. She, so she, she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. Wait a second. This is a sinful, undeserving woman, a woman who had a terrible reputation in town. And yet Jesus, the perfect one, the one who showed genuine, true love, she found out he was eating and she went there. Something about Jesus, man. There's something, see, one of the things that makes my heart like, like beat, man, I, wanna, I want people to know him, not know the religion, not know the tradition, not know the denomination. I want you to know Jesus, because if I can introduce you to the real Jesus, not the one you've been told he is, but the one who he really is, you'd love him. Man, you'd be like, I gotta hang, I gotta hang out with this guy, just like this sinful woman. She followed him there with an alabaster jar of perfume, an extremely expensive perfume 
she stood as she stood behind him at his feet weeping and this greek word for weeping i think is more like snot bubble cry big time weeping right like this wasn't no just oh jesus is so cool it was a gut-wrenching cry she began to wet his feet with her tears and she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, hmm, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Ever heard anybody like that? Some of you guys are squirming right now. I know a dude like that, right? This is that dude. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. In other words, listen up, uh, I'm about to correct you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now, which of them will you love? Which, which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. And then he turned toward who? The woman. This is not something that guys in that culture do. This is not, like, like women know, that this is not true in the scriptures. This is not true in God's word. But in that culture, women were considered second class citizens. To even touch a man in public was, was considered blasphemy in a lot of ways. Especially a woman like this. And especially a woman who was touching somebody who was considered a, a, a teacher of the scriptures. Man. And Jesus turned toward the woman, gave her value, right? Do you see this woman? I came into your house and you did not give me any water for my feet, which was customary and respectful to a guest. It's kind of like bringing somebody into our house, say, hey, sit down, I ain't got nothing for you. Sorry, no Kool-Aid for you. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet, the very feet that very soon after this was crucified, possibly still with this aroma. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Oh, snap. He's, being, he's showing everybody he's God. He's claiming her sins to be forgiven. Nobody does that but God. That's why Jesus is who he says he is. As her great love is shown, but whoever has been forgiven little loves little. And Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in, in peace. Soon after this, of course, we, we know the rest of the account in the scriptures that Jesus rose from the dead, that, that, he, that he was crucified and rose from the dead, which is why we celebrate this today, amen? And it's a wonderful, glorious, awesome thing. And in Revelation, and you're like, Revelation, that's the end time stuff. Why, why, why are we talking about that? And check this out. Like, this actually gives me such great, like, incredibly more respect for, for Jesus and who he is. 
and love and appreciation and awe for the sacrifice he made. Look at what he does. And in Revelation 3, Revelation 3, he's judging the churches, and he judges specifically seven churches. He says what he likes and what he doesn't like, those kinds of things. And he says to this particular church, Laodicea, he says, Hey, uh, guys, you are neither cold nor hot. You will not make a decision for me, and you will not, you will not for, for me or against me. You kind of play in church, and a lot of churches today do that, don't we? Like, we don't really want to step into the hard stuff, but we really don't want to make people all that mad. We also don't want to show all that. I mean, it's kind of like a weird thing that we're just sort of playing, talk, talking about like trying to make people feel good and putting Jesus sort of in that a little bit. And Jesus is saying, I want you to make a decision. This is why I'm encouraging our church. Have a white, hot faith. Be hot for him. He's got to burn for him, right? He's going to be because you're neither hot nor cold. Because you are lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. These are, he is judging the churches. He is showing his power, right? Because he's the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the, the name above all names. He can do that, right? And then right after that. And this is where I paused this week and said, this is incredible. He says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and and give you a 10-point presentation about how to be a missional community. I'm going to come in and I'm going to teach you Sunday school. And I'm, we're going to go deep into the Greek. And we're going to find out what the origin and the, and the culture and all that stuff was said. When the, the scriptures were, we're going to do all kinds of, we're going to show you some programs where you can reach people and bring them into your church. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. And I'll help you memorize the Bible. I'll help you look the part. If anyone just blows my mind, blows my mind, just got through judging seven churches. And just got through saying some really powerful, incredible stuff. And he says, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat. 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 I'll come in and eat with that person. Can it really be that simple? And they with me. See, this is where, I'm going to be honest, this is where I struggle. I'm going to be real honest. Because I'm like, I recognize that he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the creator of all things. The one that in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God, the Word became flesh. I get that. I can, like, say that. Yes, absolutely. And, And everything in me believed that. What I struggle with is that, Jesus, you want to just, like, eat a cheeseburger with me? Face, like, like, at the, like, please, Jesus, no, I will be your waiter, but I will not, like, that's not right. You remember what I've done, right? You, you know what I've done. You remember that, right? You know what I did yesterday, right? You, you know that, right? 
you want to come in and eat with me? And that hurts my head. That's where I struggle. I'm going to be real, real honest. That he just wants to be with me and he just wants to be with you. He's going to judge mightily. And he says, if you open that door, I will come in and be with you. Man. And then, that wasn't enough. Listen to what he says next. To the one who's victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. That's too much. That's too much, dude. Come on, Jesus. You can't be serious. That's your throne. That's your throne. You did all, you, you paid all the price. You did all the work. That's your throne. To sit with me on my throne. That ain't right. But that's Jesus. He wants to be with you and he wants to be with me. Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen? You struggling with this too? You struggle with this too? This is a struggle for me, man. Like, I, I, I get it, but I don't get it, you know? Like, why would he eat a cheeseburger with me? He may not have bacon because he's Jewish. I get that. But why would he eat a cheeseburger with me? Why, why would he come in and want to have a snack with me face-to-face, mano-a-mano, and just be with me? Why, man? That, that, that. God, it makes me love him even more. Yeah, he shows his power, but he also shows that he loves me. And he loves you. Father, we thank you. Yeah, we thank you for the resurrection which we celebrate today. We thank you for all that. <coughs> we thank you that you have proven yourself. And, and all the things that you have done shows you to be God. Real. Not somebody we got to guess. But, but God, you want to be with us? You know what I did, right? You know what we all in here have done. You know every secret that we have held from absolutely everybody. You know it all. And yet, you still want to eat something very simple. Something very non-religious. Something that ain't real churchy. Unless it's a potluck, of course. And we thank you for that, God. That you just want to be with us. And as we celebrate your resurrection, and remember that, Lord, may we never forget that even still, even in the heavenly realms, even sometime from now, you will never stop wanting to be with us. Sitting at the same table, and even more crazy, you're inviting us to sit on your same throne. Wow. Thank you. Sometimes we forget the, the gift is still coming. Send your son's awesome and amazing and beautiful and incredible name. All God's people in the house said.